Let's do it. <laughs> Hi there. Welcome to the Label 1976 podcast. Uh, my name is True Straub. Hello, hello. Did you like my little intro sound song? Well, it's not really an intro song. <laughs> I don't really have an intro song yet, but I'm going to get one. But I wanted it to be along the lines of that one. Did that make you feel good? It makes me feel good. I like the little song. Um, at any rate, yeah. My name is True Straub. A little about me. Um, my family's from North Carolina. Um, I was raised in North Atlanta. Love it here. I've always been uh, raised around diversity. And I'm definitely happy about that. It made me very well-rounded. Um, I've always pretty much been interested in entertainment. I used to be in a little R&B group in my middle school and high school days. That was my official plan, period, to be a famous R&B singer. Um, we pretty much marketed ourselves um, as four lead singers of this power group. We were pretty much like in Escape's Lane. This was way before Destiny's Child. Um, when that didn't pan out, I was, of course, disappointed for a long time. Um, and then I pretty much found my niche in writing. Uh, turning my interest into striving towards becoming a writer um, and just always had a major plan to write my book um, and that's pretty much it still working on that masterpiece but in the interim of all of it I've been blogging uh, you can actually check out my blog at label 1976.blogspot.com um, you can actually go to my blog and follow it if you follow it it'll give you updates on uh, when the next one would drop and things of that nature. I'm sure you know how that goes. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can also email me at label, and you have to spell out 976 at gmail.com. Um, if you email me, I'll get back with you pretty, uh, pretty quickly. I'll get back with you pretty quickly. I'm pretty good about that. Also, if you're listening to my podcast, thank you. I appreciate it. Please follow it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your homegirls about it. Tell your homeboys about it. Tell your mama about it. Tell everybody about it. Um, I'm a hoot. I have a variety of different interests, different just wondering thoughts, um, different things that I say out loud that most people won't. And yeah, that's pretty much pretty much me, um, but not in a nutshell. I can't really be put in a box at all. Um, I like a plethora of things. Um, love live jazz, love live classical music. Um, I've really gotten into here lately uh, pretty much the Secret Atlanta concerts where you can go and actually see people play Beethoven and see different uh, college students play various interest, uh, instruments. And it's like enlightening. It's just something different to do here. If you like anything that you like pretty much, or have an interest in, you can find a group that you can get into and have your whole little crew, have your whole little tribe. Um, I like all kinds of music, all kinds of music from country music to classical to jazz again to R&B to 3-6 Mafia to Little Kim to Remy Ma to just everything. Anything that you probably like, I probably have a favorite artist in it to keep it 100. Um, so I want to go ahead and get into my first topic. My first topic today is going to be pet peeves. Uh, I wanted to talk about pet peeves because I think it's the most relatable topic right now. 
and plus I just feel like kind of ranting today so this is a good rantable subject okay so pet peeves um, the Webster's dictionary definition of it something that a particular person finds especially annoying okay so I'm gonna start off with the first uh, most common the first five most common ones uh, number one on that list um, on Google is micromanaging um, I think everyone pretty much knows what micromanaging is especially if you've ever had a job in a call center because you have your calls QA'd it's called the quality assurance department so all of your calls need to be at least like 80 to 100 percent and you actually have a team that scores your calls were you nice to the person were you nice to the customer was your tone right did you fix their problem the correct way did they throw you off your game and make you upset did you deal with it appropriately was it a one call resolution or did you have to forward it to your manager things of that nature and if you have a brand new manager that probably got promoted from your position they probably need to go the extra step to show that their team is doing the right things and that they're on top of it so more than likely they're going to be up on top of you and you need to make them look good so they're pretty much going to be micromanaging you especially if you're younger than them kind of thing but i only had that those kind of jobs like in my teenage years so you learn like with those jobs what you don't want to do you pretty much learn with those call center jobs what you do not want to do and you try to find any other solution to take those skills that you learned there to take them elsewhere uh, no thank you ma'am sir i'm out so yeah micromanaging is number one number two um of one of the most common pet peeves loud chewing or drinking This one I can go on and on about probably the whole podcast, honestly. <laughs> it's one of my one of my personal hugest pet peeves, so it's a trip that it's number two on here. But loud chewing and drinking. Uh it's different um different levels, different variations of loud chewing or drinking. Um I also like to add mouth breathers to that section. Um pretty much yeah, loud chewing and drinking. It's just like I think it's manners 101. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear you swallowing it. I don't want to see it in your, in your mouth, hanging out your mouth. I don't want you calling me when you mid-meal. I just don't want it. Like, you don't just call me later. You know, nothing's really that important. Especially if you be smacking and chewing and gulping. Just keep it to yourself. Like, keep that completely to yourself. Um, then, like, the mouth breathing thing. I don't know if too many people know what a mouth breather is, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> you can just, I mean, come on, it, it really just describes itself, a mouth breather. Somebody that just walks around with their mouth open. Mouth open all day. And they're not even, sometimes not even heavy set. Just have their mouth open and just tongue just kind of sticking out of their mouth like, uh, yeah, like remember that little kid on Fat Albert? The one that talked with the Yaba Baba or whatever like that kind of thing? You know what I mean. With the tongue, it just seems like you have a real thick tongue, sir. That just needs to be, you know. Yeah, what the little Kim, it's like a little Kim lyric where she says your mouth, what does she say? Your teeth are a cage for your tongue if you just close your mouth. Something along those lines. At any rate, keep your mouth closed, you're catching flies. I know if you're country at all like me or raised like that, you know what it means. Yeah, keep your mouth closed. Don't be chewing and just chewing and just acting like you never ate nothing before. Close your mouth. Because usually if you're from like 
<laughs> if you were raised like in the South like me, you're probably going to get pinched or talked to real hard and stern later. Probably even uh, get them thighs real quick and you know what I mean. Uh, go get your own little switch to go get it and just act better next time or just act like you ate something before. Can you just do that? Act like you ate something. And then also like in like middle school and stuff, it might have been the cutest the cutest boy, the hottest boy in school or something like that. Everything put together, dressed right, hair right, got a little curly S curl, all that stuff. And then he just constantly mouth breathes and, and his breath always stinks. And, you know, no one's, that's not going anywhere. You know, this relationship isn't going into high school with me, sir. It's just not. It's just not. Yeah, loud chewing and drinking and smacking. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't get it, but yeah, that, that pretty much is it. It's like, it's like since I was raised to not do it, it is like a huge pet peeve of mine because it's so noticeable when other people do it. Now, I have heard recently um, in different cultures that it can be considered a sign of uh, thankfulness and that you really like what the person prepared for you type of thing, so you smack. So I can understand if it's your culture. If it's not... You know, just just don't do it. it. It doesn't really show good manners to the person, especially if they take you somewhere to meet their parents or something. You're just chewing like a horse, like you've never eaten anything. They're going to talk about you later. I'm sure they are. Everybody knows that. Okay. Um, number three of the most common pet peeves, being late. Being late. Um, I don't know. I don't really deal with that a lot because I try to be on time all the time and then I know that a lot of people don't want to hear my mouth if they're late meeting me somewhere so it just it rarely happens or I'll know when they'll call me in advance and let me know they're gonna be late or something like that but just nobody likes anybody that's late all the time it kinda just shows that you don't really you don't have any regard for anyone else's time so don't put yourself in that position to be embarrassed if somebody you know snaps on you for being late you know what I'm saying you kinda ask for it uh number four um, interrupting, interrupting people when they're speaking. Uh, that's one of the five most common, uh, pet peeves. Um, it's a big habit to avoid. If you want to remain on someone's good side, just don't do it. I mean, to, to people, it can, it could vary on how they take it, but usually it means you don't care about what the other person has to say. I like to also call this one, um, you're not listening. You're waiting for your turn to speak. You know what I mean? You never really feel like somebody's listening to you if they interrupt you mid-conversation. And I also know, like, this is one of my pet peeves, too, because I also know how to kind of gauge who gets interrupted all the time. Like, I know I talk fast, so I have to be mindful to slow it down. But, like, I have friends that talk hella fast, just real fast. Like, they're, tr they're constantly trying to get it out. Like, they're trying to get their point before I say anything. Like, they're not used to being heard. And it kind of makes me feel bad for them because I'm like, what kind of people are you around that never fully listens to you for real? Or you feel like you have to rush your point to get it across before somebody interrupts you. So I just sit there and listen and let them talk to their heart's content. Now, on the downside of that, usually when they see that someone's listening, this is the person that's going to talk your ear off for two hours nonstop and don't ask you nothing about you. So, <laughs> yeah. Just the, the whole interrupting people. Just just don't interrupt people when they're talking. Because you don't want to be interrupted if you're talking and trying to make a point. Especially if you're like really, um, you're just really like into what you're saying. And like really have this huge weight to get off your shoulder and want to tell your friend. And then they're just interrupting you before you even finish it. Or you're talking about something and they're just giving you 
what happened to them when they had that same situation kind of scenario. This ain't that that space, ma'am. This is not the space. This is about me right now. Can you just listen? Listen. As opposed to waiting for your turn to speak. Interrupting. Nobody likes it. Um, number five. Pessimism. Pessimism. Now, I've been on both sides of this. I'm not going to front like I'm just always positive. Because anybody that really knows me knows I just keep it real. You know, if I don't have anything to say, I just don't say anything. So that I'm not being pessimistic. So that I'm not like, ah, damn. Is anything good in your life today? You know, I just don't want to have that. Because I've been that person. And then I've also been the person where I've had friends where everything that comes out of their mouth is just pessimistic. It's going to make no one want to fully be around you for real. Or never, or don't want to answer the phone or... You know, or you're misleading like, oh, this is so great today. Let me call me real quick so I can tell you something. Then they call you and it's like a gotcha bitch. <laughs> and then they go into how horrible their life is and how horrible it is to be in this relationship with this person. They don't want to be in all the same pretty much scenarios that you've heard from them a million times. They don't have a solution. They're just pretty much being pessimistic. And, pro and basically, if you, what's that saying goes, if you're constantly just talking about something that you've already given to God or, you know, meditated about or whatever like that, but you're constantly talking about it, at that point, it's no longer a problem. You're, you're, you're whining. You're just complaining. So these days, I'm just trying to be, and then I'm trying to be myself and then also direct my friends into being more solution-driven. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's find some solutions, babe. It can't all just be bad, be bad, and you're just going to wallow in the horrible cesspool which is your personal life or just whatever's going horribly wrong let's try to find some solutions you know uh six is complaining but basically it's the same thing with pessimism i think i kind of put those together so now i'm going to go into the pet peeves that i took from some of my friends and then also mix them in um one of my friends one of her pet peeves is baby talk She's, she says she thinks it's creepy, it's irritating, it's kind of just, I don't know, it's creepy and irritating, it is, especially in any kind of sexual situations. You don't want someone talking to you like in baby talk on a sexual, a sexual like situation, trying to get you hot and ready, and you're talking baby talk. I mean, from what I understood, we all like grown-ups, so I don't know where it ever clicks in somebody's mind that baby talk is good for arousal. It's not. Keep it to yourself. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a sick twisted dream that you have and something like that you need to act that out and hire somebody for that job i don't know i'm not the one um let's see uh another one one of mine um people that always want to talk on the phone and have nothing to say always want to talk on the phone and have nothing to say and then they get mad when you don't answer the phone and you just text and it's like when you do answer the phone they're just like hey what are you doing um nothing oh okay I'm like, okay, well, what's up? What's good? You, you were calling or whatever. I was just calling to hear your voice. Don't nobody, like, at a certain point, that gets real old, real fast. It gets hella old, hella fast. Especially for me, because I feel like anything, if you don't have a conversation, like, ready, or, like, something for me, like, I don't understand why we have to talk on the phone unless you my boo, and we booed up, and we just like, what you doing? What you doing? That kind of thing, and you actually have a conversation and not waiting for me to start one for you to feel like you got something to talk about now. I don't know what it is. And I know people these days kind of hate the text messaging, the, the unattachment of it that you feel kind of thing or whatever. Like people are quick to text you back, but can't answer the phone. A lot of the times, maybe they don't want to talk on the phone. You know what I'm saying? Cause maybe you don't have something to say. Maybe you're that person. 
who knows um but i mean the easiest way is just to tell the person how you feel just like you know i don't really want to talk on the phone because you don't really be talking about nothing but then that's that's just my opinion but you know i'm a cut come cut from a different cloth kind of thing so that can come across as abrasive to people but hey say la vie <laughs> um, Okay, uh, number three, this is one of my friends as well. It's actually, this was on the most common pet peeve uh, list because the list actually had 60, but I just chose the top five. At any rate, one of them was staring at someone's phone. Ooh, this one can just be, this can just be bad all the way around. It just really, really is not, it's not cool, man. It's just not cool on any levels. Um, so basically the, the reasoning um, on actual Google was that staring at someone's phone is like you're, you're, because people now view their phone as a prized possession. So it's like their possession. People do a lot of things on their phone. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want people touching your phone, looking at your phone, going through your phone. Would you invite somebody in your house that you don't know, touching all over your stuff? No, you don't want that. And then also, if you have a significant other and you're constantly wanting to go through their phone, like where's the trust? You shouldn't even be with that person anyway if you want to go through their phone. I know my previous relationship, we never went through each other's phone. We didn't even have our phones locked. Because it's, it's kind of like, if I'm on the phone, you already know who I'm on the phone with. We live together. I mean, it's really no big deal. Like, I don't have anything to hide kind of things. But when you start touching your phone a lot, we go on date night. You can't get your phone out your hand. You constantly got to You pick up your phone because I answered my phone. I'm on the phone with my mama. You just own your phone just to be on it because I'm on it. It's like a monkey see, monkey do thing or whatever. It just, it, I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people have ADD. So, yeah, ADD. So, or ADHD or how, whatever, not whatever, like I'm trying to desensitize that, but I'm saying, you know what I mean? It's like, so you just constantly have to pass on the play with or something in your hands and oh, it's bright and shiny or whatever. And if that's your bag, you know, that's the bag that you're in or that's, that's the situation that you have going on mentally or however that goes. Again, not trying to minimize it, just saying that maybe somebody needs to know that and then know, you know, know what to do maybe to get you, have you read a book? Maybe it shouldn't be your phone in your hands all the time to make that person feel better to want to be in your phone because they feel like it must be a great secret island on your phone because you're constantly in it but again if you have trust in your relationship you don't have to worry about any of those things and nobody's tripping about you touching your phone you know if you stay out of theirs because a lot of times these days you know we're all grown but it kind of is sometimes monkey see monkey do and if you see your situation going that way you need to really question who you're with you know what i'm saying i don't really have those problems because I don't deal with people that want to be in my phone. I don't even care if you're paying somebody's bill. That's your choice to pay their bill. You know what I mean? It still doesn't give you a right to go in their phone. Or you should have told them that was a stipulation. I'll pay your bill if you let me go through it when I want to. For what? But why would you even want to do that? It's just a dirty, dirty cycle. Dirty cycle. So no, man. Just just stay off people's phones. Um, another pet peeve that I have. Staring at me. Staring at me and not speaking. I have no idea what's good with that, but it's been happening my whole life. I know that I look interesting. Okay, I'll just I'll just say that. I'll just say I must look interesting, or I must be beautiful, or I must be a secret gnome from the land of the unknown. I don't know, man. It's like people just stare at me. <laughs> they just stare at me and don't say anything. And you know who it mostly is. And I'm not trying to get down on my sisters. But, you know, a lot of black women, we just just stare at you for no especially if you don't look the like you don't look like you fit in somewhere or something everybody they're just staring and so it just ends up being a looking at you looking at me b what you looking at 
for real like what's what's good like what are you looking at can i help you now when i was a little bit uh less uh classy it's this one line i would say to anybody like especially especially women i would just say like to anybody especially when i knew it was gonna like uh make them know that i'm not really comfortable with that i just ask them is it something that they wanted from me and i would give them two options that i only have these two different things and i rarely have bubble gum so you can go ahead and put that in your own context and try to figure that out what i would say uh, it's either going to start a fight or you're just going to not believe that i just said that to you either way it goes stay out of my face keep it pushing all right and um another pet peeve people that never make statements they never make statements it's like the whole conversation like their whole conversation is just asking you questions and actually i looked this up it's kind of like a it's a mind game thing. It's like it, it's like a thing that people do that don't have anything to say. What they do is they get you to just talk about yourself. So then, then you feel like you're having a conversation. But really, boo, you're just sitting there talking about yourself. And guess who's sharing nothing about themselves? The person sitting there asking you hella questions. And I used to tell my I used to I had to tell my mom just recently. You have to really look at people you have to really just be mindful of people's like body language and things of that nature when they're talking to you if people or even if you're having like a little social girl game and these are like deep questions that you guys are asking each other and all of y'all are playing the game the right way but it's always somebody like sitting in the cut you know judgy judgerson that's saying the least and you guys are saying the most so really i'm just really leery of people that never make statements you know they could be the feds they could be anything you know, there could be an alien here trying to infiltrate society. Who knows? Who who are you, ma'am? You know what I'm saying? Get away from me from that. If you ain't trying to divulge anything about yourself, I'm not trying to divulge anything about me. That way, we don't really know each other. Nobody's getting to know each other. And maybe we shouldn't know each other if you want to be so secretive. Secret society. So be secretive society outside of my face. Peace. Um. Okay, and let's see. Another one. Oh, this one farting and burping <laughs> if anybody knows me they already know how i feel about farting and burping first of all i feel like both of them can be controlled you can i am a lady i'm a lady no one that i've ever been with and that's on god nobody that i've ever been with can tell you that they heard me fart or burp they can't i'm a lady ladies like other ladies gentlemen like gentlemen you know what i mean just everybody be a lady and a gentleman you know what I'm saying? It's nothing cute or funny about it. Some people actually think it's funny. Some people actually think that shit is funny. Like, they'll just fart and be like, ha, ah, like, I mean, are we on the playground? Are you in second grade and a little boy that liked me or something? Who thought it was funny? And beyond that, like, I don't get none of those flagellant jokes. Like, none of that stuff is funny to me. I like, like, goofy comedy or situational comedy or something like that. I don't like, uh, like that whole, what was that comedian's name? Gallagher that used to bust all the watermelons open or whatever like that stuff is corny as hell to me man I, I don't get it so yeah farting and burping is up there uh with that with me um what else oh this one when i when i used to work actually in the office at at uh verizon like when i lived um across the world from here um it would be in the office for some reason i don't know why people feel like honking up is like not the equivalent to just farting and just uh laughing about it and just spreading it around i'm like did you smell that like people that honk up i know people know what i'm talking about it's like people that um 
you know, they have like a runny nose. They sound stuffy all the time. Then they do that honking up. And then they just swallow it, girl. And just sit there. Just be sitting there just doing it all day. Like, it's all good. Oh, my God. I had this dude that sat across from me. Uh, I think, like, we changed seats or something. And he sat across from me. Man, I BS you not. He honked up, like, a good three times an hour. For, like, all day. Like, by the second day he sat beside me, I went to my manager. I'm like, you have to move me because I can't do it. I cannot do this. First of all, it's very rude. And I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or what because this is just nasty. Are you married? Like, is somebody laying around with you all night with this? You are gross. Like, I paint this whole picture in my in my head of, like, you as a whole at home. And, and I envision your wife being this slob. And I'm sorry. It's just, oh, God. That just, to me, is just nasty. It's just nasty to me. Um, ooh, and another one. And actually, this is one that me and my friend uh, had. Um, yeah, put it... Well, no, actually, my friend doesn't doesn't mind this one. But I mind. People putting their feet in my couch that I don't, that I don't know, that I just met. Or you invite somebody over or whatever, and I have a take your shoes off at my front door policy kind of thing. So then they just sit, they just, oh, hey, how you doing? And then sit down on my couch and just sit Indian style. Are you serious right now? Is this happening? Do I know? Did you, did you, did you pay the light bill today? Like, it don't even matter if you even paid any bills. Like, you don't know me yet. Like, who even does that? You're just comfortable. Or like, uh, oh, mom, I'm sorry. Like, uh, my mom was dating someone and he had like these huge sons. They were like six feet or whatever. And they were like in 10th grade. And... <laughs> I had my, my living room furniture in the front. Do you know these big gorillas will come in, sit on the couch, and, like, just put their hands in their pants and, like, put their feet, like, in the in between the pillows in my couch? These six-foot men. I'm five-foot. You know, I know I, I come across as I'm 6'3", and I'm living that life, period. But, yeah, I'm five-foot. So it's like these are these huge things, and they just putting their feet in my couch. All right, man. Ugh, can you just, and I have, I'm OCD. Can you imagine the, the the level of disgrace that my poor couch was going through? You just sitting up there propped up with your feet in my couch. Just nasty. Ugh, just nasty. Um, <laughs> oh, and then my last one. My last one, because I said I could go on this one all day. My last one is um, people that use no ice when they're getting something to drink out of your refrigerator. Um, so basically, I have these two really good lemonades that I love. Simply Lemonade and Lemonade uh, that I get from Kroger Signature. It's like they process it like at a farm or something where it's like homemade. I mean, man, it, it is so good. It's so good. But it's not like a huge gallon. It's like one of them old school milk gallon things or whatever. And after you finish it, you can take it back and recycle the bottle and they give you like what you, they give you like 222 back or whatever. And basically you're paying, uh, you're paying for the bottle or whatever, the next uh, bottle of it or whatever. So I was dating someone at the time that would come over my house and just get the biggest cup out of my cupboard and just pour a whole glass of my lemonade with no ice in it. Now, again... I'm country and my grandmother had a lot of children my grandmother had 15 kids so my grandmother would always have us uh, put ice in our cups because anything else you're just being greedy like you're being greedy 
So I'd be damned if you come over my house and pour a whole cup of lemonade, of my favorite lemonade, with no ice. If you don't get this shit, if you don't, put some ice in there or don't touch it. Guess what you can have with no ice in it? A bucket of water, but not this lemonade, okay? Don't be up here trying to drink all my stuff, gulping it up. Yeah, either way it goes, I can recycle it, but it don't matter. And I don't even care if you want to buy me enough. I'll get you some more. I don't care. You're being rude. It's just rude. Just greediness. Just greedy. Greedy. <laughs> At any rate, I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. It was a little quick something. Hopefully it made you laugh. Um, please follow me. Follow me. Again, my name is True Straub. I'm going to try to drop these every Thursday and try to keep it consistent. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions, please feel free to email me at label, and you have to spell out 976 at gmail.com. I look forward to your emails and any suggestions. Tell your friends about it, and I will holler at you. And also, um, please remember... It's good to be loved, but it's profound to be understood. Talk to you soon.